What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Dory. And of course, we got Corey. <laughs> what is you over there doing? He's weird. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right. So we are um, going to cut my phone out because <laughs> who wants to be on ring a ding dinging, you know, during the. Um, during the podcast so we actually decided that we were going to go live while we do episode two to zoo two, two. two season one episode two of black love so yeah get into it we gonna kick this all open you know you know the drill <laughs> so this is black love all right open forum discussion on everything black and everything love believe live acknowledge no I live victorious over everything. We are your hosts, Corey and Dory. Hey, hey. this is episode two. You want to kick the intro? What? You want to kick the intro? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's the old it's one. It's the old one, but, but we in there. Formality. Black love. 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 Baby. <laughs> I love that. I love our intro. I love our people. They're so dope. We had Thanks. we like had the idea and we just like text everybody randomly one day, like, can you send us a voice memo saying black love? <laughs> they were like, What? We were like, just trust us. And they did. So, um, yeah, I just like it. And then the funny thing is, is that Neilani is the very last one. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like my favorite thing. And it's funny. She hears anything that sounds like black or love. She literally just runs around the house screaming, black it off, black it off, black love. <laughs> but all right, we're here with episode two. two Legacy. Uh, yes. Wow, black. Yes. I'm so geek for this. Um, I am very geek for this. Um, or for the whole podcast, but really for this series, like yeah, this cool. wild black series is gonna be off the chain. Later on in these uh, season, we are definitely gonna have some special guests. Hopefully, some familiar faces to you guys. If you mm-hmm. live in the Dayton area or surrounding areas, you might know some of these faces. If you in LA or New York, you might know some of these faces. Just hint, saying. hint. Just saying. <laughs> But before we get too far into it, I do want to give a shout out to the space that we're in, Genuine Works. Now, if you're a professional, entrepreneur, creative, looking for personal or business space, um, if you're looking for a safe, cultivating space that works the way you do, especially in transition on remote work to in-person, we have a blooming business as a central space to manage everything. And that space is Genuine Works. Yes. It's a co-working lifestyle located in downtown Dayton. And let me tell you, this space is amazing. It really is. Um, Not only do they have the space for a collaborative workspace for creatives and entrepreneurs and business people in general, but they also are impacting on the city as far as um, having local artists. If you walk into the space, there's artwork all on the walls from local artists from the Dayton area. Hopefully, I'll be on the walls one day. (laughs) (laughs) Mama, we made it. Right. But no lie, if you're in the Dayton area, um, downtown Dayton, and you're looking for a space to work, to do creative work or entrepreneur work, and you're looking for a business space, this is the spot. Genuine Works. Um, Look them up on on Facebook. I'm up here echoing. That's what's up. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait till we really, like, get in here and you can kind of, like, see everything. So baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. All right, so let's get into legacy this topic. I'm, I'm. You want to? Let's. I'm gonna let you where go we, into where it. Where do we begin? 
I don't That's know. Let's talk about the quote first, maybe. That's a good Oh, yeah. Start. There's a, a quote on the post, I believe, on the live post. Um, so I guess we'll put it up when we edit the video. Yeah, we can put um, it up. Let me oh, I was thinking it. I could have done like a little banner you thing. Could have. You was could not have. thinking. You could do it right now if you really I mean, got about it. I'm I mean, just saying. Um, but while she's doing that, it's, the quote is from uh, old Greek, one of those old Greek scholars. Pericles, and it says, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. And I think the interesting thing about like this topic, uh, legacy, is that a lot of times when we talk about legacy, we are thinking about like our children, inheritance, passing down money, assets, and things like that. But I I believe legacy is a lot deeper than that. Um, and this quote says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, legacy is about the the impact. I like to use impact because that's our family. Um, our family mission is to impact the lives of others. Yeah. Shout out um, to the mission. Shout out to the mission. Uh, so legacy is more than inheritance and leaving the trust or assets, property, went off camera. It's about actually (laughs) impacting lives and and making an impact on the world as a whole. And when I say that, I don't mean it like an arrogant impact. There's lots of people that you remember their names, but um, their legacy doesn't really mean a lot. Like, I feel like there's like people that are really popular, but their legacy died with them. When we're talking about legacy, I'm talking about those that impacted and shifted the culture. Your Martin Luther Kings, your Malcolms, your Huey Newtons, your um, Nelson Mandela. Your uh, why did his name just leave me? You can even say, could you? Would you say like Prince? Prince, yeah. Cause Michael Jackson, like it wasn't just their music; it was what their music stand stood for, mm-hmm. stands for. So that's what I think about when I think about legacy. What about you? What about you? What about you? Mm-hmm. It's weird because I was trying to sit here and think about. I don't know, like I guess the the when legacy became prominent mm-hmm. to me. Because I don't think I necessarily grew up thinking about legacy. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It was it's probably been honestly within the last year that like even the term legacy has kind of like been a thing that I'm like, okay, let me take a second look at this. Let me kind of be aware, maybe. I don't know. But I have to say before legacy, I did think was just that. When I leave here, I need to make sure that my kids is, is straight. And don't get me wrong, you gotta that's make sure part your of kids it. Are straight. <laughs> that's yeah, that's like been one of my biggest things. It's just like that aspect of it of just making sure like that they're good. Like I and you know, but then like when we really started getting strong with the kids about like their affirmations and just different things like that. It's just and what life means in general. That part. And then you then I realized that legacy is more than that. Mm-hmm. Like right now for me, legacy means that when I leave here, not only do they have a leg up into the world, but that they understand how to how to leave their mark in the world. But right. I do that through living my life. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to move away from preaching at them so much. Right. Cause it's all in the action. I mean yeah. That they see something, you know, right. or see and that, or that what I'm doing and what I'm saying matches. Right. Not that I'm saying do something and my actions is doing something different. Right. So, yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at with the whole legacy thing. So what is your legacy? Mm. It's still being written. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I mean. Or what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, maybe I should change wording. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, at this point, okay, I remember the first time I heard this, and it's kind of like a little quote or whatever, but I was at my um, 
I was at my meeting or something and somebody somebody read like this little poem or whatever. Oh no, I don't even remember if it was an exercise or a poem. I can't remember, but it's basically like a thing of like, okay, close your eyes. Think about right now if like everything ended for you, like you died or whatever. I know it sounds morbid, but <laughs> if you was the, if you die right now, close your eyes, and if you're at your funeral, you have everyone's in the room. Like, what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to say about you? And like for me, honestly, I was sitting there going. I don't think I gave a lot of people a lot to say. Right. And it was, and I, and at first I kind of thought that that was in works, but now I just realized that like, it needs to be so much more. Like there's so much going on in the world Mm -hmm. so much that I guess if it has to come down to my legacy, I want it to, for one, be effective and I wanted to have produced some type of change. And I'm getting to a point where even if it's not massive, um, in the tra- in the trajectory of the lives of others, like if one person mindset, life is different, put them on a different path, make them see something different, think something different. That's cool. Like, that's really cool. Um. And I think for me, I guess I'm a little passionate about that because I feel like that was me, mm-hmm. like not really having a direction on what passion is, what what's dreams, what's goals, what do I want out of my life? Like, I don't think I really had that. Like I had desires growing up, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like to really have someone help me map out goals and show me how to accomplish them and think something different out of what you see every single day. Right. Knowing that it can be different if you change and do different things. Like, I didn't have that. Like, it wasn't until I'm, what, 28, 29 years old, something that it really kind of clicked for me. Like, hey, you know what I mean? It can yeah. be different. So when I think about, what, well, as I've been thinking about legacy, because it's something that actually um, like you, I didn't really think about a lot. Like I've always thought about um, what position I was going to put my children in when I left. I always thought about things like that, but I never thought about like what my that song "Legacy" on four four by Jay Z. Yeah, when I was thinking about that, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> when I was, when I listened to that song for the first time, uh, it kind of sparked something to look at legacy in the sense of what he was talking about, but really in the sense of something deeper. And I, that's when I realized that legacy was more than what we were supposed to leave our kids. Um, so I think when I think how you said when you um, when you had that exercise, that's what sparked it for you. And it was about what people were going to say when you were gone. I I think that I want my legacy not to be what people say about me, per se, um, but what what feeling I left on this earth. Yeah, you gotta come in frame, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Getting comfortable. You got to come oh. in frame. <laughs> my bad. But I want my legacy to be a feeling. I want. I want people to feel humanity when they think about what my life meant or even not even my life. If anybody that was touched by me moves in humanity and love and identity, even if it doesn't have anything to do with my name, that's that's the feeling that I want to spark. That's the feeling that I want to pass on to my kids, to anybody that I come in contact with, anybody's lives that I, I have a direct effect with and indirect. I want them to feel humanity. I want them to feel love. I want them to feel identity. I want people to to know who they are and be that's comfortable in who they are. So that's that's kind of been that's kind of been my thing. <laughs> and even in that too, like I guess when I say like what are they gonna say? Like I wasn't coming at you. No, I know. I was just saying like because it is a lot. But 
I think people forget about that part of how people feel. Mm-hmm. Like we get so caught up in trying to do, 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 do that sometimes in a doing, you can make a person feel like nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you ain't did, you ain't said nothing. You ain't, but it's just in that whole, in, you know. Thing. Have you ever been around a person that's like a sweet person, but their um, their presence makes you feel inferior? Yeah. Like, it's like they don't have no ill intent, but just them being present, it's like, I feel small. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to be to the level of impact of that person, but still have people feel comfortable in who they are around me, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like most of my 20s was. That's why I don't like fame. Really? That's why I don't. I, I don't like fame and I don't want fame because I don't want people to look at me like that's it. I don't want that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you can have the fame. That's true. I used to grow thinking I wanted fame, but I don't know if I if I I don't think I under I don't think I knew what what it all came what all with. it came with because it looks good because <laughs> it looks fun mm-hmm. it looks very fun. But I know for me, like I like my privacy and just different things like that. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Like when you start talking about maturity, like you have to bring maturity involved in it because. You know, we live in a time and a day where like things are so materialistic that it 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 can easily just go that way. Oh, right. legacy, materialistic, but then there's so much more spiritual aspect. And you touched on something, at least for me. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's dear to my heart and it's identity. And right. I mean, I know, I right. know most, I know a lot of people. Their twenties is definitely. Like you're finding what your identity is. What's crazy is that in my twenties I felt like that's what was happening, but I don't think that's what happened at all. I think in my thirties where I'm finding who I am. I thank God over in my twenties because my twenties was like if it was like a paper on what not to do. (laughs) Or like how not to be yielded. Like my twenties was was every bit of me trying to like be this person for other people and never not once even think about like who I was like at all. So then like towards the end of the twenties, it was like the, the deprogramming detox of that. And Mm -hmm. now I'm in my thirties and I'm like, it's funny. It's like when we laugh at Levi, like, so (laughs) our son has big, he's like tall and he's like learning his feet and his legs. But like the other day he was running and we were like, okay, he's feeling his legs. Like that's what my thirties feel like. Like, okay, I'm, I'm getting it. Like I'm feeling my legs, but I'm still like learning Mm -hmm. what it is. And that's what this podcast is too. Like, it's kind of like a journey of us kind of coming, I guess, into that. Would you say knowledge, fulfillment, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, and just talking it out for real. I mean, it's really what black love is about. Believe, live, acknowledge. No, it's about um, coming into that uh, belief of oneself, living the life that you're supposed to, um, to the fullest, really. Yeah. Living a life of um, fulfillment. Yeah. Acknowledging who you are and knowing who you are. I mean, it, black true. love goes into so many it different does. realms because it, it's all... You can put black in front of anything in it, and it it'll show you where you are, mm-hmm. and it'll show you who you are. And then you wrap all of that into living victorious over everything. Doesn't mean that you have it all together. Doesn't mean that you're perfect in this moment, but it does mean that you're perfecting. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's it. Like I was thinking the other day, and like I don't, I don't. I think I was just thinking of like. If it was like one one word that can describe just like me and where I'm at, and it's literally becoming mm-hmm. like straight jacket, <laughs> straight jacket, <laughs> Michelle. But that's so that's so good because it is. It's a becoming, but life is becoming though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you ever get to a place where you feel like you've arrived, then was we'll a wise man knows that, that he knows, knows nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Absolutely. 
And here's the thing. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I 20s is I all did. about. <laughs> Your 20s, you think you know everything. everything. You got it all together. Can't Let nobody tell you nothing. You. That 30 will humble you real quick. You'd be like, hold on. I still got a whole bunch of life to live. You feel me? <laughs> like For real. Like, I, I really thought I did. Right. Like, I really thought I did. But now in this era, I'm like, Oh yeah, you got a lot to learn. <laughs> right. A lot of living, a lot of bumping your head to get it right. And I still like I'm working to like not because you know me, I'm really hard on myself. I get yeah, I get flustered quick because I'm hard on myself because I'm like, if I ain't get it right the first time, mm-hmm. then throw it all away. Like <laughs> throw my throw my whole life away. Right. <laughs> it be that serious to me. But learning to the like kind of Okay, is that is are, are you on the ten mm-hmm. because you're really upset about it not working, or are you on ten because you're like you're taking on other people's perceptions that first of all hasn't even been said or mentioned to you yet, right. but you're just really embracing. You know what I'm saying? Losses, yeah, or lessons because a loss is not a loss; it's a lesson. Appreciate the pain; it's a blessing. Jay-Z. <laughs> but for real though, like embracing the losses because that that's true legacy. When people, at least for me, like my humanity, who I am, being human is what I want my legacy to be. And showing that even in being human, even in making those mistakes, even in taking those L's, that you can bounce back and you can still be successful. You can still be on a playing field. Like there's no time frame. There's no, um, I'm walking in a totally different path that I did when I was going into my twenties, when I was in my teenage, I went to school for theater. Like I just knew not to say that it can't happen either because I love acting I went to and school for I, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. So that's not even to say that I can't, but like, I don't see myself on Broadway right now and I'm in a totally different um, playing field as far as career, as far as entrepreneurship, as far as being a creative. Hmm. Like I never thought that I would pick up a camera and fall in love with it. I love photography right now. Like, and I couldn't imagine not doing it, but that's the same feeling I had about theater when I was going, when I was in my teenage years, going into my twenties. And I just knew that was what I wanted to do. And I still do want to do it. But that passion and that um, desire, even though I love it, it's not something I can see myself doing every day. And it's not it's not as fulfilling to me as what I'm doing right now and what I want to do. I think that's that's an important thing to say, because I think sometimes we think that um, what we want is what we want. And I'm, and it's funny because what did you say? You said something. I can't think of what you said. You said something. I should have wrote it down. Just a second ago. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna. I don't remember what the heck you said. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I don't remember. It'll come to you. Darn it. <laughs> so okay, I'm just gonna say this because <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say, but um. So like that thing of like you when you walk into something and you feel like this is going to be it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is my forever. Like I'm going to do this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then you get in and you go, mm, I kind of <laughs> like it, but I don't love it. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> and I feel like I've been that way all over my life. But just learning how to like just do what works for you. But there was something that I wanted to mention. It's kind of like changing the subject just a little bit, but it's just flipping. So I think it's in um, The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Isn't in The Alchemist the, the the quote? Well, he's telling the story of the, is it the centurion man? Probably. I think it is. That is like, when you say legacy for me, like that is what my mind goes to is literally that story. And basically in The Alchemist, which if you haven't, let me tell y'all something. If you have not read The Alchemist, look, I'm going to need you to go read it. (laughs) Get on Audible. Matter of fact, when I leave here, I'm about to start it up. Like, it is a beautiful story. And it's so dope. Like, I love to listen to stories. It's like self-help, but it's not self-help. It's It's like in a story form. No, it's so beautiful. 
I love books that I can listen to it 50 times in a row. And each time I'm getting something different out of mm-hmm. it because it speaks to you in a different, different way on a different level. Right. Which is kind of like what legacy is to me a little bit. But it's this part in there where he's telling the story of the centurion man, which is in the Bible, by the way. And this, if you don't know, like the centurion man is the man who came to Jesus and basically was like, can you heal my servant? And Jesus was like, yeah, I got you. Let's go. And he was like, no, like you the man by yourself. Like, I understand how authority works. I understand how this goes. Like, if you just say the word, I know that it's going to happen. And then Jesus is all like, oh, your faith, your faith. Well, in the book, (laughs) he's like telling the story of how it comes, but it's not on his, it's not focused on the centurion. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, the part that I like. It's focused on the father. Mm -hmm. And in the book, he talks about how the father has two sons and one son is this poet Mm -hmm. who's making all of this money. And I guess like the people in the town where he's at, like they know him and his father, like looking at that son, like that's going to be my, that's the, that son going to do so much. Mm -hmm. Like he going, he going to be remembered forever. Like he's so famous and everybody reads his poems and he's making so much money. And like this, this father was just so proud of his son. And and it never mentioned that he wasn't proud of the other son. He was just looking at what that son was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the other son who was in basically the military. And uh, (laughs) this is the same soldier who right. encounters Jesus, right? Right. And the whole gist of it was that, you know, like <laughs> your legacy and, and basically your perspective on things, like don't be so quick to go through the thing that looks the shiniest because right. you were so bent on this son who was making the poems and was famous, but you had a one son who had a whole encounter and his encounter was from the purest form mm-hmm. for someone else. Right. And because of that, his his legacy will be remembered throughout the ages right. because of one act. Right. And it's just like when I think of like legacy, I remember that story. Right. Because you would think it was the other son who right. had like all the poems and the well music. Known, renowned, yeah, right now, right now. And it was like all no. the titles. All the things. Yeah, famous. All writer. the check marks. Right. Check. But no, it was the centurion who just who was where he was supposed to be, which you don't even get me started on that. But was where he was supposed to be. Dang it. You can't get away from it. (laughs) What? Are you laughing at me? (laughs) Because you can't get away from it. What's it? You can't get away from being who you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Because that's what legacy is. Right. Like you can't Being get in legacy. The proper place. Yeah. Being in alignment is what really legacy is all about. Dang it. Being in alignment to um affect the next generation the way that wow. they're supposed to be affected. And you can't be like, concerned about it don't, like all the <laughs> it don't matter if you reach a thousand people if it doesn't pass on to the next generation. And if the next generation is not uplifted empowered, advanced in some sort of way. Yeah. Even on the smallest level. Yeah. Like some people's legacy is not meant to be worldwide. That part. Some and I think that legacy, has to be that has to I don't want to say normalized, but I feel like that has to be said because I feel like, you know, with this day and age of social media and, and Facebook, like I ain't gonna front. It's hard to like be on something live right now talking. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, you know, doing and spilling your lot, your love or what you do. And you look and it's zero people watching. One people like this is the time that we live in that where it's supposedly be the more people who watch, the more numbers you get, the more clicks that that values your success. And that's why it can't and be that's, about the numbers, <laughs> numbers, the money, the success, the fame. It can't be about that. Because right. if you That's operate, in, right, if you operate in the true gift that God has given you, I am satisfied with reaching one person. That's it. I'm totally satisfied. But you and you, I know that I'm going to reach more just because of who I am and the genuineness that I am. Right. Just by the little people that I encounter. I don't even know a lot of people, I but really the people don't. that I know, what's that? That seven degrees of separation mm-hmm. or something that thing like is that. Real, by the way, it's real, real. 
It's I don't real, want to go into how I know lately how it's real, real, but it's real, real. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. But okay, um, but I mean, for my work, mm-hmm. like my work with which is I do. I'm a. I don't do Mary Kay. I'm a. I'm a Mary Kay consultant, and we work out of referrals. Mm-hmm. And every single person who like even considers joining or anything, that's the first question they have. How am I going to reach all these people? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because we tell them, we was like, we just start with the people who are closest to you. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that law, the seven degrees of separation, like the way, if you don't know what seven degrees of separation is, it's basically when um, anybody in the world or I don't know if it's in the world or what, but I don't really know that specific. anybody that has anything to do with anything, you <laughs> Your yourself and that person are connected by less than seven people. It's real. Get on Facebook and look at your suggestions, and then look at your mutual friends. There be people I ain't never seen, and it be like four mutual friends, and you click it, you be like, "I hang with her every day. I didn't even know she knew you. Like, how did I even know you existed in her world?" Like, I have a friend that I went to college with who is in. He's from um, France, and like shout out to France because we got <laughs> listeners in France. We international. We do, we I just do, had to boast for a second. That was the whole boast. <laughs> but like, there's people in France that we have like three or four mutual friends. Like, how? How? That's crazy. And it's in people France. like some of those people. Like two out of the four of those mutual friends, I actually know and have contact with. Like, have had contact with. That's crazy, but it's not. At the same time, because it's a small world. So, so if you think about that in the frame of legacy, in the frame of impact, like dang, just moving around in your small little city or your big little city or whatever it may be, the person that you can impact could impact somebody in Africa, yeah. can impact somebody in Asia, could impact somebody in Australia. Like that it's that's real. how real like that's that's what it is. Like and it and it just prove it just goes to show, like even I'll be real, like half the time I really don't think people be paying attention, right? Like because you, I mean, you just feel like it's so much going on in this world, so big, so many people, so many things. You'd be surprised of like how many people literally be watching you, mm-hmm. whether they say it or not, right? Whether they interact, whether with they you or interact not. with you or not. Like people are watching and that's something to be said. So legacy is um, is so much more. And then get into this part of it, that legacy is not also about what you're going to receive in this part, but what will be received later. So like everything we're doing now, yeah, we could be sowing the seeds for it now. So we may not get it in our lifetime, but what about our grandkids? Like our grandkids can be reaping from what we basically so right now just think about the first person that came up with the with the idea of um the telephone right like they never thought that we would be interacting with these that that and would being be able life. to actually get on the internet the internet wasn't even created when the <laughs> when the phone first phone was out like it's it's hard to believe but this that is the legacy. internet was even created on our lifetime right like that right is, facts like we were a whole it almost like, 10 feels, years old i was gonna say it feels like a whole lifetime but right. like i was definitely not five with it right <laughs> like about five years old <laughs> that's like, crazy no i was definitely think with that a my whole, children were born into internet yeah like, like that's crazy but but the first phone this is legacy from the first phone Basically. This is somebody's legacy right here. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. I just think, okay, so I want to ask this question. How do you think legacy um, plays in the black community? Right, because we're talking about legacy while black. (laughs) I think that, um, okay, okay. Let me think about this for a second. Let me think about this for a second. Because so much of our legacy has been stripped from us as a people. Yeah. Um, what's that one exercise that they do? Um, try to live without um, without anything created by a black person. 
it, it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Shout out to um uh, shoot, his name just slipped my head that quick. Who did that? Um I don't know if we're thinking about the same person because the thing that came to my mind was Killer Mike. Yes, Killer but Mike. He did. Um, it was more of a. Um, it's a long. No, thing. it was about uh, the black economy, and it was about uh, living without something that um, a black person direct does. to the black dollar. No, oh, the black, black dollars. Same difference. But that's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. The the legacy that we have put on this earth, not. America alone, because we wouldn't be here without the backs of our ancestors. But America alone, the legacy that we have created here as a people that other cultures have benefited from. But right now, living a week, only investing in the black dollar is near impossible to do. Yeah. Because of the legacy that's been stripped from us can't trans can't can't really uh well you can't you have to find a, a bike that was uh that's sold by black people in like your direct I don't know any black companies that sell black bikes right here in Dayton mm-hmm. I mean I would love to know if there are right but vehicles transportation black dollar is not there mm-hmm. like Skin and healthcare is growing right now, but it's very slim. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, the amount of impact that we've put in America alone and the fact that you can't really stretch the black dollar more than a week. That's crazy. Think about groceries. No black-owned grocery stores. I mean, shout out to some of our friends who are making an impact in the city of Dayton because what's it called? Gym City Gym Growth. City Grocery, yeah, Gym City Mar- uh, Market is coming. I think it's already open. Yeah. So shout out to them. But like before that, there's no black grocery stores. Like, you know what I'm saying? Besides like the, the mom and pop, you know, corner stores. But even half of them is other cultures that's in our communities that are benefiting from that's the, the, part from from the black bodies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the part for me. So, and it, I, it's no, it's no shade to to them because hell, they just trying to get it how they live too. And mm-hmm. I'll be, I will be 100 honest. So don't everybody come shooting at me. But I wasn't even really. Well, let me let me not say I wasn't aware. I wasn't empathetic when the whole stop Asian hate came and it wasn't towards the hate but I wasn't empathetic to understand maybe their cause or position because the way I looked at it was like y'all set up shop in our neighborhoods all day and make money and still treat us like shit like you know what I'm we'll saying or treat or, or move out to the suburbs come take our money and then won't even hire nobody that looks like us in there mm-hmm. and then you follow us around and treat us like everyone else but we literally mm-hmm. make y'all money like you know like every other race there is like that but I didn't take I, I kind of did some research about myself fact check mm-hmm. but just understanding yeah. understanding the systematic strategicness of that too mm-hmm. of placing two minorities into at opposition. A, an opposition and saying this is the model citizen this is not the model citizen be more like them because and then we're going to give you a little bit more just so you can kind of hang it over their head. So it is very distinct mm -hmm. that we favor you more. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying? Hostility is, is there. I mean, if you think about any, any, any other culture that's been oppressed, the Jewish, the um, Asians, the um, Italians, the um, uh, what's another Mexicans. Yeah they have still been able to have economic equity in America. Whereas um, blacks have been underrepresented in that, in that front. Right. As far as being able to create legacy, being able to build something that can speak for generations after like that has been stripped from us from the moment that we, that we, <laughs> we were released <laughs> from slavery. Like, even the impact that we we created post slavery, which was huge, right. was stripped the moment they saw momentum. Yeah, and that's just the case. Like, and it's crazy. And even when you get into it, because I want to talk a little bit about um, 
just the the legacy of of our the generations and what they see and what's presented to them mm-hmm. even in tv entertainment like all of that all of that matters just think about the monumental things that have happened i was just watching a video when holly berry in the 90s won the first oscar as a black woman was it an oscar yeah it was an oscar like was it leading though? It was a leading role. Mm-hmm. Because for, some, uh, uh, oh, it was for Monster Ball. Get, hold on, I gotta get her name. But like the to think about the um the what word do I want to use? Because I don't want to downplay who they are. The um, Titans that came before her: Cicely Tyson, yeah, Angela Bassett, Felicia Rashad. Like to think about these women that that were all working the craft, paving the way for her. I watching that video of her winning that Oscar, like you couldn't yeah, help but uh, I thought I wanted to say Hattie. Hattie McDaniel was the first, uh, but it was supporting role as mm-hmm. Mammy. Right. But to think about like all these monumental things that have happened, the first black president, the first woman to win the leading role, uh getting an Oscar, like we have first and Grant. We still have yet to have some first. Yeah. We got Cardi B breaking records for being the first black female to do such and such and such and such. I don't remember what the accolade was. She didn't a few little things. But like to I think about all the firsts that are just now happening in our generation. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy because you would think, well, just the fact that we're still fighting and talking about things here in, in literally 2020. One, mm-hmm. like we're still having to talk about like just think about the video hatred and, and and systematic racism and policing, like. But just look at the the movies crazy. that we've seen back in like the nineties about what they thought two thousand <laughs> was gonna look like. Oh my god! Think about the stuff that we're still going through right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's 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 a ways. It's come a ways, like you know, but it's still very much prominent. So. And my thing is is just so we were watching or listening, listening and watching. Um, what was it? Wellness Wednesday with Dr. Uh, Joy DeGruy and her, oh, yeah, her yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bahia. Yeah. And uh, it was really good. It was talking about like entertainment and what, you know, what is being presented in entertainment and how it affects um, the youth, the generation, and just different things like that, and they were just talk. They were they were talking about a lot of deep stuff, mm-hmm. but in particular, they were talking about how the effects of what generations see about themselves, right? And how it 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 really matters, and good how or it, bad, yeah, good or bad, and um, it just it was just really really interesting because it went from that topic to all the way until I think someone had asked a question about even how do you get this new generation to even want to know anything about what has happened in the past or history. And she had a really great answer for that. Mm -hmm. And it was to first get to know them. Right. (laughs) Like first get to know them. And then when you get to know them and have them get to know who they are. And she said, doing like simple, you know, background trees, not like going all deep into Mm ancestry.com, but just simple things of like, this is my grandmother. This is my grandfather. This is this grandmother, this grandfather. These are the aunties. These are the kids. They lived, they came from Georgia. They did the, 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 and you can go as far back as you want to. But then once you kind of get that, then you can start asking questions. Right. And most of the time when a person has some type of understanding of who they are first, Mm -hmm. then they want to know more about others, other things. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting coming from a culture from us because we have a fracture, right. you know what I'm saying, of, of who we are and what a lot of people. And the sad thing is, is not only. Um, oh, Lord, it says the Mac thingy. Um, and not only do we have a fraction of what's presented for like us or whatever, but other people look at us and that's all that they know of us is basically what's presented and said and. You know, all of those different things, too. So I just think it's important that, you know, we that legacy is viewed all all around. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just a I want to say one man show or whatever, but, you know, it's just all of the things. Right. Did it come on? Sorry. Our um, thingy is acting weird. It did not. 
See if this charges. Sorry, uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> so, how do we proceed with legacy in the black community? Um, or where do you think we're at with it? I want. I will. I want to say. I think we're moving in a good direction. Um, I think with the the coming generations i don't know and sometimes i'm like well when i hear comments about the youth i'm like well maybe i just hang around the right people because most of the times i don't i'm kind of in a place where i'm like i don't feel like we're that hopeless like how i kind of hear other people talk about like the youth and generation i'm like maybe y'all just not out here with them this next generation at least the the people that i see and the people that i'm raising they're on a whole different level like we've had to up until this point, it's feel like we've been playing catch up, right? Yeah. But we're at the point in the legacy in the black community where the legacy is showing from, from the strength of our ancestors. Yeah. And it's that second win. Yeah. It's like that second win. <laughs> it's like you can only put us down for so long before we come back and win for real. And that's that's what I see is winning. When I talk about this legacy that's being that's being shown now, all these firsts that black people are accomplishing, it's like it's like I seen this little video of these uh these people running track, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like these white people they was running, and then you seen the black person they was behind, and then it was like their legs weren't even moving as fast, but they was like gaining, gaining. Legs moving slower than the people in front of like white people. Those who assume themselves to be white, boom, 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 boom. They bam, 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 bam. And like caught up and passed and won. I feel like that's what's happening right now in this generation. I feel like that's what's happening with the legacy that we are building as a people right now. Yeah. Legacy, legacy, legacy. For real. I mean, at the end of the day, we dope. We've always been dope. You leave it to me. I'm like, that's that's just the name of the game. We don't. We always been dope. We've we've been the movers of culture. Facts itself. I when you talk about culture, time. you're talking about black people in America. If you say culture, you're talking about black people. Well, you can't. I mean, I feel like you can't even really. We say push the culture. We are the culture. We <laughs> like the standard. Yeah, we don't get the credit or what it is. in fashion and music, whatever genre you listen to. It's affected by the black culture, like because in some way or or fashion, it was built from what we created, whether it be the blues, whether it be soul. Uh What just happened? I did that. That was me. (laughs) But yeah, like that's that's what I feel like where we are with legacy right now. Yeah. And I just think it's dope to mention, like. Being um, and I, I think it's I think it's dope to mention this before we get into some of the other topics. Just mm-hmm. kind of like you know, because I want I want it to be understood. Like even though like the series is talking about such and such while black, we talked about what what was the first episode? Trauma. Trauma while black, legacy while black. We are not by any means talking about the negatives or hanging on the negatives of what we what we are as a culture. Like most of this episode has been uplifting, but I want it to be understood. Like when we come for this, we're not coming for the negatives. Like we're embracing the whole of what being black is and being black is. You got to take the negative too. believing, living, achieving, knowing, knowing yourself, your culture, your, your past. Yeah. Humanity. And it's living victorious over everything. Because that's what we've been doing as a black culture. Whatever's been thrown our way, we have been uh, triumphing. We have been living victoriously over it. So not to hang on it as just being a black thing, but because black love is for everybody. It really is. That's why it's smell the way it's smelled. Yeah. But yeah, but legacy, if I have to break it down, let's be cheesy Mm -hmm. and break it down with B-L-A-K. So legacy. Believe, believe what you're going to believe, but believe it to the fullest. Don't don't falter on it. Stand on it. Um, 
live. Same goes right with leave. Don't falter on what you believe, but live your life to the highest standard of what you do believe and let your life be the example and, and what and what that belief is. Um, acknowledge. Acknowledge the humanity, um, not only within your world, but within the whole world. One of the things I feel like the humanity, the humanity H-U-E. Humanity of everything around you. One of the things I feel like we are a downfall kind of America is we don't we are so enclosed into who we are. And we really shouldn't be because of the melting pot that America is. Yeah. But, yeah. but I feel like there's a lot of ignorance to what goes on in the world. Mm-hmm. Biggest song that like helped me when it comes to humanity and understanding this is a song by Andy Menio. It's called Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Listen to that. It's a whole part, like not to quote it, but it's, it's really deep. It says uh, we have legal weed that'll keep you high around the world. Other people die. Where on earth is my Wi-Fi? My stomach's full, but my pockets and my pockets fat. I need love. There's a site for that. I had more when I had less. I think I got too comfortable. And it's just like. When I hear that song, like I'll be in such a zone, like, oh my gosh, like we have Even so the other much. Part of it, if you want to live a comfortable life, make sure you never, never love, love nobody, nobody, be selfish, and never, never sacrifice. Right. But um, so yeah, acknowledge, acknowledge, you gotta acknowledge the humanity. You have to. I tell people this all the time, like when I'm in Bible study and I'm teaching and people, I tell people. You miss Jesus, and I, I'm a Jesus believer. I believe, you know, do what you do. I believe Jesus. Um, but you, even in who you, and I'm willing to argue, I don't know a lot about other religions, but I'm willing to argue that at some part this run rings true, but you you miss who Jesus is if you never see the humanity in you. Right. Because you can never see yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole part of what legacy because is. Because we have to acknowledge that Jesus came through the womb of a woman. So exactly. therefore he was human. Homo sum humani nail ame alanium putu. I am human. Nothing human what is alien to me. So even what Jesus went through should not be alien. To you. That's why he went through it, so we can overcome what Maybe. I don't want to preach. I don't want to preach. <laughs> Uh, well, we do got to wrap this up. We do. Batteries. Yeah. Our, we was just off today, y'all. At least we was charged up enough to make it through we this. Was. this oh, we didn't do K, though. No. Okay. No. You, ooh, that's the most powerful because the legacy is in the knowing. The legacy is in knowing who you come from. The legacy is knowing where you're going. The neg- legacy is knowing how you're going to impact the next generation. And walking in that truth and walking in that victory. And the biggest part of the know is to know that you're always in the becoming. Like it's not a, I got to have it all together in this moment. Right. But that you know that in the moment when you need it, it's going to be there. And my favorite line from from Simba, I know it's, it's not no, but remember <laughs> who you are. Hey, that's it. That's it. Legacy. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Legacy, legacy. I just ain't want to hear Kenny. <laughs> right. <from tomorrow. laughs> but this has been another episode of Black Love Legacy While Black, episode 102. We love y'all. Wish nothing but prosperity and peace.